On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, part two of our look at Alberta's connections to the 2019 MLB draft with four, count them, four interviews. Welcome to episode 37 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It's been a whirlwind few days for hundreds of young baseball players after the Major League Baseball draft last week. Many are getting ready to pack their bags to meet up with the teams that picked them in hopes of cracking a rookie league lineup down the road and catching the attention of the club for an extended look. Here in Alberta, we saw a handful of players with connections to our province taken. In the last episode, we chatted with two of those players, Josh Bergman and Matt Lloyd. We continue our extended coverage this episode with four other players. Before we get to them, don't forget to head to albertadugoutstories.com as Ian Wilson has put together a thorough analysis on all of the players, including some of which have family members who played in Alberta yesteryear. We'll start things off here on this episode with Adam Mako from Vauxhall Baseball Academy. The six foot 180 pound lefty was taken in the seventh round, 216th overall by the Seattle Mariners. If you haven't heard his story, it's an incredible one. It starts in Slovakia and took him all over the world before his family settled in Stony Plain. And as it turns out, it's been quite the few weeks for his family, who has also just gone through the process to get permanent residency. Adam, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. How does it feel knowing that you've been drafted by the Seattle Mariners? Uh, it, it's a very cool feeling, um, let alone to be drafted, and especially it, it being by the Mariners, Coach Mack, um, my high school coach is with the Mariners. Um, I've toured their complex um, when I was down in Phoenix in March, and it was very cool. It was my favorite one, so I'm, I'm very lucky to be drafted by them. Were they on your radar at all? Was that a team that you were kind of hoping that would draft you or a team that you were expecting to draft you at all? Yeah. Um, so before the draft, it was kind of between three teams. Um, Mariners um, obviously were one of them. I kind of talked to them a little bit. And as the draft kind of wore on, they were taking a lot of pitchers. And I was like, okay, like this kind of gives me a, a chance, but also uh, – it's going to be tough if I get drafted by them because I'm going to have to overcome so many uh, other players and work uh, that much harder. So mm-hmm. it, it's uh, it's cool to be able to have that motivation. Um, it'll push me even harder. And yeah, I was they were on my radar before. Yeah, I'm curious where were you when you got the call? If you got the call, how you found out that you had finally been selected? Right. So I've been kind of. Um, haven't been paying much attention uh, regarding like myself in the on the first day. Um, second day, um, I was here in Vauxhall, actually in the academy. Um, my parents, my whole family was there. Uh, Kevin Inch and Michael Stewart, who are my advisors, um, also came down. We kind of sat in the common area. Guys, as they were coming in and out of school, they were just standing there, sitting there, um, waiting for my name to be called. So I was, we had it on the main TV in the common area, um, just listening, watching, uh, super stressful, but it all paid off. I got the call as I was in a different room with Kevin. Um, he was on the phone with the guy and he said, do you take this offer? And I said, yes. So I kind of knew about five minutes, probably 
prior to the na- my name actually being called, but um, yeah, it was a great feeling. I was going to ask, what goes through your mind as you're expecting that pick to happen or expecting that phone call? And once that phone call does happen, were you at a bit of a loss for words or were you able to kind of compose yourself over the course of that conversation? It was crazy. As soon as um, I got the call from... I was getting calls from other teams and whatnot, but uh, as soon as the call from the Mariners happened, I was, Kevin just kind of gives me thumbs up, thumbs down, whether I take it or not, because he was actually on the phone with them, and I said yes. Um, After he hung up the phone, um, I I just couldn't stop laughing. Like, it was, it was amazing. And this huge rock was lifted off my shoulders, and it just felt amazing. Like I, I got lightheaded. I started laughing. Like it, it was one of the greatest feelings of my life. And so then I went, I had to go back out into the common area and act like I was still stressed. Cause I didn't want anybody else to, I didn't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and ask, uh, kind of pretend like I was still stressed. And while the pick was happening, it just kind of got shivers down my spine and it was great. Exact same feeling once again, once I got called. So, been a pretty big week in your household or a couple of weeks here because a little birdie let us know that you guys went down to the border uh, not that long ago to get some permanent residency status is that correct yeah that's correct we drove from uh edmonton or stony plain drove all the way down here uh dropped off our stuff at the campground because my parents um and my girlfriend were camping over there i grabbed my parents and I drove, we drove together down to the border and then back from the border. I drove again. So it it was a long day of driving, but it was well worth it. The faces of my parents' faces after we got the permanent residency was, was amazing. Everybody was so happy, including me. And it was a lot of hard work that has paid off for them and hope I can make it worthwhile. You have had a very well-traveled life for such a young man already, and we haven't been able to connect on the podcast. Give us a little bit of the Coles notes, I guess, on your adventure and how you've managed to go from uh, Slovakia, if memory serves me right, all the way to Canada. Yeah, first day of school, I believe it was, or like first couple of days of school in Slovakia in grade one, I was uh, introduced to baseball. We were hitting... Um, ball pit balls off a tee into a screen and I was like this is kind of fun and I had no idea what it was I honestly didn't think it was a sport I thought that's what I just did all day and so we did that I came home and I told my parents that I signed up for baseball they had no idea what it was but of course they supported me in it um and yeah I was playing it for a little while I was like, okay this is fun whatever and then um due to my heels hurting it was development and growth and sporting my heel started hurting so I couldn't play I couldn't run I couldn't do anything for about six months and when I came back I was like wow like I missed this so much and ever since then my love for the game has grown continuously I've started to enjoy watching other people pitch and trying to be like them and feeling like I am Justin Verlander or David Price when I was on the mound when I was little um, gave me a lot of confidence. And I, that's where my work ethic kind of started and grew just from the joy of it. And so my parents 
saw this passion. Um, they've wanted to come to Canada for a long time, but that kind of, I think that's what was the deciding factor. Uh, they were on the fence a little bit prior to that. So where all have you lived? I lived in Slovakia, Ireland, and Canada. And through those places, you've played baseball all throughout. What's kept you driven to keep playing the game? You know, it's a lot has to do with my parents. My parents always got me to the best team they could. Like when we we're deciding where to move to in Ireland, it was based off of a baseball team. Like what has the be- what te- what um what city has the best baseball team so that I can improve and continue to get better. Um, when we got there. It, it was great. I obviously strived to get better and better, and I ended up on the men's league. And I don't know, just love for the game and always trying to do the right thing, always trying to get better is is our motto. So, One of the things that I've heard about you is that you have massive dreams when it comes to baseball. What would you like to accomplish in your life if you could in baseball? Oh, my goal has always been uh to make it to the hall of fame it was and i had those dreams even when i didn't think that it'd be possible for me to get drafted but i knew that um i still know that i i won't stop working i won't stop grinding i'll, I'll do whatever it takes until either health or age gets in the way and i'll do everything i can to keep both of those in check and I know that my work ethic will always be there, so I won't stop until I get there. From that standpoint, then, you've taken that next step in getting the attention of Major League Scouts. What is sort of the next step for you? Have you been in contact with the Mariners? Where are you going from here? Because I know you did sign this summer with the Lethbridge Bulls, so I think a lot of people are are curious what's next for Adam Mako. Right. So I was hoping I'd be able to play for the Lethbridge Bulls. Um I always wanted to, like everybody that came out of Boxall, um, people that I looked up to played for the Bulls for a little bit, so that was kind of a goal of mine. But um, I am in contact with the Mariners, and so is Coach Mack and Kevin, and they kind of said that I would not be able to play for the Bulls and uh, play in any games. So there's a couple of restrictions that I have on me right now, but it, it all makes sense. I'm super excited to continue to get better and get ready to go down to Arizona for uh, I'm pretty sure it's rookie ball for this for this summer so yeah tell us a bit about some of the people who you give credit to who have helped you develop to this point right no well not only my coaches in Vauxhall but I have my advisor Kevin Inch to thank for uh, getting me here um, he he was the main reason. I would have never thought of going to Vauxhall. I never thought I'd be good enough. So, um, huge credit to Kevin Inch. He was my first coach when I came to Canada. He has taught me so much um, about the way things are done, how how to go about my business, and that continued throughout here. And Coach Mack, obviously a great coach. He's our pitching coach. He has taught me a lot. Um, a lot of it was not to overthink and overanalyze and overwork myself, just to make it short and sweet and make it simple in my head to pitch because pitching should be simple, mm-hmm. um, even though it's even though it's a difficult task. Um, Coach K, he's always a great 
influence on me and everybody else around him. I've heard people say that if they were to be one person, if they were to model themselves after one person, it'd be Coach K. So he's a great person. He's a great player. He used to be a great player. Um, he's a great coach now. Always tries to get better. And Blaker, exact same thing. He, he's um, very genuine, um, kind person who can also be tough on you if you need it. So we have a great balance of our coaches. So I'm very lucky. What kinds of things do you think you'll need to work on over the next little while to continue this upward trend that you've been uh, going along over the last number of years? The number one thing for me, I've even asked um, some teams about this, like if there was one thing that they would improve on me, what would it be? And that kind of the common denominator is just getting stronger, getting more athletic. Um, I, I find myself being flexible, being able to stay healthy and do all that, but now it's time to get after kind of in the weight room. Final question for you, what does it mean to you to have been able to have been drafted into the Major League Baseball draft by Seattle and be given that uh, push of motivation? It's amazing. I still don't think that it quite sunk in yet, like how amazing this is. I was thinking about this for forever. I was hoping to get drafted, and now that it actually happened, I think the window of opportunity that I have um, presented by the Mariners is great. Um, every scout that I've talked to, everybody in that organization has been amazing. They're very supportive. I believe they're going to give me a lot of chances. I'm going to try to make the best of them. And I don't know, I'm I'm still, it kind of sinks in a little bit more every single day, like, wow, this is happening. And like all the things that come along with it, I'm super excited. Um, And I think I'm ready. I think this is my time. So I just want to get after it as soon as I can. I think there are a lot of people in your corner right now, Adam, who are thinking the same thing and hoping the very best for you. And I know a lot of Mariners fans were certainly curious about what Adam Mako is bringing to the table. I will say this. Uh, our web hits on your story from last year spiked after your drafting. So Mariners fans are certainly uh, curious about what you're bringing. We already know what you're bringing to the table here in Alberta, and we're looking forward to seeing uh, what you've got up your sleeve as you uh, progress through baseball. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. First off, second off, uh, congratulations again for uh, being drafted by the Mariners. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. The next Albertan chosen in the draft is someone we've heard from before on the podcast. We met Tanner Jesson Dalton in episode 26 entitled The Closers and learned about how he had moved on to entrepreneurship when he decided to give baseball another chance. The Lethbridge native has been throwing absolute fire for Sacramento State over the last couple of years, so much so the Chicago Cubs decided to make him their 17th round pick, 522nd overall. Tanner, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. How does it feel now knowing that you are a member of the Chicago Cubs? I mean, it feels great. I mean, I haven't quite sank in yet, but I mean, the fact to to see a dream come through after 18 years of putting my life in this sport, you know, it feels great to feel accomplished right now, and I'm ready to go at the next level. Were you expecting that call at all? I mean, when you look at it, uh, it wasn't like you were on a a bunch of lists or anything like that, but here you are uh, getting that selection. I mean, I had a, I had a feeling like I would. I mean, I was talking to some teams throughout the year, and some teams expressed some interest. But I mean, 
I watched all of day two, so I saw my teammate Austin Roberts get drafted, and that was super exciting. You know, I started to kind of, what if, what if, is, is my name going to get called kind of thing. So come day three, I watched the first couple rounds, and I decided, you know what, I can't watch this. It's stressing me out too much. I'll wait for a call. <laughs> and sure enough, did you get a call? Did you have to find out through Twitter? Talk us through that process in the moments during and after getting that uh, understanding that you became a member of the Cubs. So I was actually cleaning out my room, getting ready to pack up and head back to Canada. And I had a buddy of mine from back home actually FaceTime me and say congratulations. And I had to ask him what team. And uh, after that, I mean, I had all my teammates come over and congratulate me. And people were kind of blowing up my phone saying congrats and all that kind of stuff. And then about 20, 30 minutes after my name got called, I got a call from the area scout that had put my name in. And it was, it was all kind of a blur at this point. Talk a little bit about the idea of going to Wrigley Field or to uh, be a member of the Cubs. This is something that you've thought of is like, hey, which team would I want to play for down the line? Or did that ever enter your mind at all? I mean, not really. I just knew I wanted to play baseball. So I was in a, any team that wanted to take a chance on me and give me a jersey on my back, I was going to go. But thinking about it over the last 24 hours here, I mean, Wrigley Field, you got incredible history in it, as with the Cubs. And I mean, I'm just I'm incredibly grateful to get this opportunity with such a prestigious team. So now that you have this opportunity, what's next? Have you been in touch with officials? Do you know where you're heading? All that fun stuff. All I know is I got about two days to get back home, pack up a bag, and they're flying me to Arizona for medicals on Sunday. Talk a little bit about the season that you've had thus far. And, and obviously this is puts a nice little cap on things because you guys had a pretty impressive run playoff-wise. And, and not only that, but you also expanded your horizons a little bit because you were getting some starts by the end of the year. I was, yeah. No, our season was, was quite good. We had some ups and downs, obviously, as expected with any team, but it feels really good to kind of leave on a high note. We went to regionals. We eliminated the number 19 team in the nation. Uh, we won 40 games. I mean, there was a lot of highs in the season. I mean, there's some games to look back on and go, oh, if we did this different, if we did that play, you know, that kind of stuff. But, I mean, overall, it's, the season's been surreal. It, it went by so fast through school, being senior, graduating. You know, you expect classes and kind of be dragged, but this year kind of flew by, and I mean, it wouldn't ask any other way to happen. I was going to ask about that side of things. As being a senior, there's I've heard a lot of guys say, you know, you just got to kind of enjoy it because it is the last time, and you never know what the future is going to have in store. And so you had that bittersweet moment of, okay, you know, the season's over, you're getting in the graduation side of things, and then you have this on top of it. So talk a little bit about the, the roller coaster of emotions that you must be going through as you go through uh, everything that's happened over the last couple of months. I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I knew coming into this year, you know, it's going to be my last year to play ball if I don't get that professional opportunity. And then obviously classes are really going to cram down here. It's graduating. My major in economics isn't exactly the easiest course to go through, especially in your fifth year. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of took everything as a surprise. If I got a phone call from any scouts, it was kind of like, oh, wasn't expecting this kind of thing. I just took it day by day. And, and as soon as I blinked, it felt like we were at the regional game and I was starting. So quite the story to go from you know yard work and landscaping to getting drafted what goes through your mind could you ever imagine you know at that time pre going to PBA and trying out for different teams now being at this point in your life I mean it's crazy you think back I was playing single a American Legion at the age 18 and then said you know what I'll give Prairie Baseball Academy a shot and Coach Hupka really took a shot on me and said, hey, I'll take you under my wing and we'll do what we can here. And 
I mean, just to see the way things have developed through going D1, becoming a closer at D1 after starting my whole life, and then kind of coming full circle back to getting a couple starts at the end of the year. And fast forward like four days and hearing my name getting called on MLB.com was it's all it's all crazy at this point. Honestly, it's to think back is it's surreal. I mean, it's kind of something you draw up in a book. So when you think about it over the next couple of days going down to Arizona, uh, what would you like to accomplish down there? What are you hoping to highlight or what are the things that you know that you got to control to uh, to keep your own destiny in your own hands? I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about the next level kind of being a lot more individualistic. You know, you got to stick to your routine. You got to know what you need to work on and the coaches are there to kind of help you through that process at the next level. And I think one of the biggest things for me is kind of just taking advantage of any opportunity I get to pitch. Um, showing them what I can do, being willing to learn, being a hard worker. So we're going to keep those characteristics about myself going to the next level and see how far I can take this. What is your end goal now, or have you even decided on setting that yet? I mean, my end goal is to play professionally in the MLB, so I'm going to do everything I can to get there at this point. And you've gotten one step of the way there. And final question for you, and I've asked this of a few guys already, is what does it mean to you? to have gotten that call and to know that a major league team has shown interest in you like they have? I mean, it means the world to me. I mean, you know, I spent 18 years of ch- kind of chasing this dream and at uh, age 18, I was kind of questioning, you know, and, am I going to be able to make it kind of thing? And to be able to get that phone call now kind of solidifies my own belief in myself about, you know, if you pursue something hard enough and work towards it, you know, good things can happen even if it's not your end goal. So, you know, I got my foot in the door here with this opportunity, and like I said, I mean, I plan to take every every chance I get and extend every opportunity I get to, to get to the next level again. We're obviously really excited for you, Tanner. Congratulations again on being drafted by the Cubs, and thanks again for uh, joining us on the podcast. Your time, very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. The final Albertan selected in the draft may have taken a few by surprise. Vauxhall Academy's Thomas Little was taken in the 33rd round, 990th overall by the Philadelphia Phillies. The Lethbridge native is anything but little, though, listed at 6 foot 8, 195 pounds, and the lefty is looking forward to making an impression. Thomas, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. How does it feel knowing that a team has decided to take a shot at you in the MLB draft and that team being the Philadelphia Phillies? Uh, it's a great honor, honestly. Um, I never knew that I'd get this opportunity as a young kid. And growing up, I was thinking that maybe I could have a chance in the future. And the Phillies gave me the opportunity to get drafted. And I'm going to see where it's going to take me in the future. Was this something that was on your radar over the last few days? Was it something that uh, you had even thought about going into uh, the draft? Uh, I thought about it a little bit going into the draft. I got a few calls before by saying there's a legit chance that it might happen. Um, It's up until June 5th when I got drafted. I kept getting calls and calls and if I was 100% ready to go. And I never said I was 100% ready until one time. They decided that they're just going to go on me and hope the best for me. And if I decide to sign, then I sign. And they just want the best for me. I've always enjoyed these questions. I'm going to ask you the same thing. Where were you when you got that phone call or when you learned that you had been drafted? Was it something where you were watching Twitter or an online feed? Walk us through those moments. Initially, I was in English class and I got the call saying that I was about to get drafted. So I got like quickly got out of my English class to the, I guess, dorms where I live, 
and turned on the TV and waited until the 33rd round where I got drafted. What was your instant reaction right afterwards? Was there a lot of jubilation? Did you have to tell anybody? Who did you call as soon as you found out? Uh, at first, I was in shock. I was trying to write, I think, four of my teammates. Everyone else still for practice or doing schoolwork inside. And the news started going around and everyone started congratulating me. First, I called my parents and told them like how much they mean to me in this journey. And then I talked to my coach and everything, and everything's happy about me. Everybody's happy about me. You're a Lethbridge kid. I mean, this is something that uh, isn't necessarily on a lot of radars for kids when you're coming out of uh, high school. I mean, everybody's looking at hockey or football. So what got you into baseball in the first place? Uh, as a young kid, I was always interested in baseball. Um, I played a bunch of other sports as a kid, but I always I was always fond to baseball as my strong suit. So near the future, I started playing basketball and baseball, and then I just chose baseball. That's my main sport, and I'm glad I did. Obviously. I mean, and it's sort of shocking when we realized, what are you, six seven, six eight? I mean, you're definitely one to use your, your height to your advantage, aren't you? Yeah. I think it helped me in the long run was being that tall and left-handed pitcher was one of the main reasons they took me because I'm very projectable as a baseball player, and they love the stature that I have. When you look back on it, did you mold your game after anyone? Did you watch anybody in particular and say, I want to be kind of like him? Uh, kind of Max Scherzer. I really like his intensity on the mound, and I try to follow him a lot. But mechanics-wise, not really. I just did my own thing and hope for the best. So from that standpoint now, is as you look to project yourself, what's next on the uh, to-do list, I guess? Have the Phillies been in touch with you? Are you heading anywhere in particular right off the bat? What's your next few weeks looking like? Well, for starters, I have to finish high school, and hopefully after that they want me to come down to Florida and do some physical exams for them and see what happens after that because I'm still unsure what's going to happen with me. What do you see in your future in baseball? What would you like to accomplish? Well, the ultimate goal in the end is to play professional baseball. If that doesn't happen, I hope to have a successful career in the minor leagues or even, I guess, Bulls baseball, if that comes to it, and just end my career successful. What do you think you need to do to get to that next level? What kinds of things do you want to focus in on to make yourself even better? Uh definitely a lot of hard work because in professional baseball it's all about you it's not really about the team so I just want to improve my skills and hope for the best and moving forward I want to just keep improving and improving and hopefully make the major leagues one day final question for you what does it mean to you to have been drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies uh, it's the greatest honor I could probably ever say in my life um, it's, it came shockingly fast I wasn't fully expecting this, um, but I'm trying to embrace the moment as best I can right now. Thomas, again, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and congratulations once again on being drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies. Really looking forward to seeing what the future has in store for you. Yeah, thanks for having me on this. The last player we're chatting with on this episode wasn't born here, but he's become an adopted Albertan. Ben Thompson is originally from New Zealand, and like Mako, has seen baseball diamonds all over the world in his young career. He came to Alberta with the hope of developing his game at Dogs Academy, and his success there, as well as at Chandler Gilbert Community College this past season, garnered him a lot of attention from the Atlanta Braves, who chose him in the 28th round, 847th overall. 
He had been pegged to play with the Western Canadian Baseball League's Okotoks Dogs this summer, but those plans are rightfully on hold. Ben, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. How does it feel to have been drafted by the Atlanta Braves? Definitely a special moment. Um, it was a nervous day, but I'm obviously over the moon with the result, and I'm, I couldn't be happy that the Braves took me out of all the teams that have been following me the longest, and it's always been a team that I've looked up to. I was going to ask, is did you know that they were sniffing around, and how many other teams were looking around at you, and how many different conversations had you had? And um, Talk a little bit about that process and understanding, hey, this might be the year. Yeah, um, from my freshman year at Chandler Gilbert in Arizona, um, unfortunately I didn't get to play it because I got hurt and had surgery, but throughout the fall I knew that there was some interest picking up. And I just heard that the Braves were always in the conversation. And then um, this year, when I got to play this season, especially this fall, um, a lot of interest started to spark up. I had a really good fall and then um, not as good of a season as I would have wanted, but definitely still did enough to get some looks. And I knew the Braves were always in the picture, um, just from hearing things from my coaches and then obviously hearing things from the Braves and my advisor. I just knew that they were in the picture and then there was a few other teams that were when it came to draft day as well. When it comes to draft day itself, walk us through those moments where you get that phone call or you finding out through text messages or through Twitter or the website. Where were you when you found out that the Braves made you their choice? I was just relaxing at home, just watching the draft, talking to some friends, just because um, I've done that every other year. We've just kind of watched the draft and just enjoyed just watching guys just get drafted and like hoping to see people you know and stuff. And then I was getting um, a couple calls from my advisor throughout the day. And then um, my advisor called me in the start of the 28th and he was just saying that it looks like I could go pretty soon. And um, yeah, and then as soon as we got off the phone, about 30 seconds later, I saw my name pop up on my laptop screen and that the Braves had selected me. You've had quite the adventure baseball-wise and world travel-wise. Clearly, based on your accent, you're not from Alberta, but you definitely uh, did a lot of training here. And so what led you to go from New Zealand all the way here to Canada to train at Dogs Academy? Um, It started off with one of my coaches back home used to play on the Dogs summer team. And then uh, when he was coaching me when I was younger, he saw some potential in me and he, he... suggested I should look into the dogs and stuff and he put the dogs in contact with me and we started talking so um then I took a visit up here and looked around the amazing facilities I've got out there in Okotoks and then um yeah after the visit went back home talked to my parents I knew that was a move that I needed to make if I wanted to progress forward with baseball what has that move meant to you it's it's meant everything I if I didn't have the dogs around, I I wouldn't be in the position that I am right now. Just from the training and the extra coaching that they've given me throughout the days when I was in the academy all the way to letting me come back and work out over summers just to constantly develop and not to mention having the academy coaches there like Duda, Cox, Hollick and all those guys just being a constant, just constantly being there in case you ever need anything or need some advice that they're always there for you. 
Could you have ever imagined that you would have ended up in Canada of all places? Was that something that you thought, you know, years ago that, hey, you'd be coming up here? Or was that something that was a spur of the moment? Hey, I'm going to, I know I've got to do this move right here, right now to forward my baseball career. Um, I definitely didn't know it at that early of an age. I was just like any kid was, just playing the game for fun and just taking it day by day. But then as I started to get a little older, got into high school, I knew that, I'd need to move overseas to actually challenge myself and try to get more exposure. And then uh, as soon as the dogs reached out, it just kind of seemed like the perfect fit, and it definitely was. What's it been like to travel the world playing the game you love? It's been amazing. Being able to experience so many different cultures and just just grow personally through meeting new people and going through different experiences, not to mention the way the game's played differently all over the world. I've played in Asia a few times and the way they play baseball is completely differently than how it's played in North America. So it's pretty interesting seeing how one game can be played in so many different ways. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I've heard that story before and some people say it's a little grittier in different spots. What's the big differences that you notice depending on where you are around the world? Well, I feel like, especially just with playing in Asia in the Asian game, is a lot just kind of the typical, you hear small ball, the bunting, hit for contact, hit him for power. And then in North America, you see a lot of guys that are a lot stronger, and then they definitely try to drive the ball a bit more. And I've found that in Asia, there are a lot more of finesse pitching. There are a lot, not so many power pitches, but they definitely know how to attack a hitter and read a hitter and what they're doing. As in the States, you've got a lot of guys that can just throw gas and have unreal, unhittable breaking balls. So the game gets played a little different with the different skill sets everyone's got. I'm curious, a kid from New Zealand, how do you get turned on to the game of baseball? Do you remember the moment when you first laid eyes on the game and and realized that, hey, this is is something I want to try? Yeah, I kind of got lucky as when my parents went out of town for a weekend, so I stayed the night at one of my friend's house when I was, I must have been about 10 years old or something like that. And then he happened to have baseball the next day. So I just went down to the field with him and his family, and that's how I got into it. Unreal. And, and talk a little bit about you know your initial upbringing in ball. Did you believe that you were going to be a pitcher right off the bat, or where were you hoping to play when you first got started? I was just happy to play anywhere. I just liked being on the field with a lot of my friends. And um, back home, we the teams, there's certainly not as many players as there are in Canada. So when I was younger, a lot of the teams only consisted of about 11, 12 players. So you really got the opportunity to play every position because when one person got pulled out, it kind of changed the whole lineup to shift. Mm-hmm. When it comes to looking back on those initial days, could you ever have imagined that you would have come this far in such a short amount of time, not just you know travel-wise, but also to the point where you're going to be able to go and, and try out with a professional baseball team? It was always a dream, and like every athlete does, they always have the confidence in themselves. So I always believed in myself and thought it could be a possibility, but it's a whole other thing when you actually realize you've accomplished something like that. I'm curious, now that you've kind of got the wheels in motion on it, what kinds of things do you want to work on to make sure that you keep your progression going towards that end game of getting to Major League Baseball eventually? I feel like it's just all about learning at each different level you get put at, knowing how I can maximize my body and how I can get the strongest and stay healthy, and then how I can 
have the most efficient mechanics possible and just learning how to read hitters and learning in-game things. There's so many endless things that can help you win a game and help you become a better player. I'm just excited to learn all of them and hopefully develop all of them. I think you answered my next question, but I was going to ask is what excites you the most about being able to go down and, and ply your trade somewhere where, you know, you've got the eyes of some, some teams or you've got the eye of a team and they are focused directly on making sure that you are developing. Yeah, that's the thing. Just It's exciting to go down there and play against obviously the best competition I would have ever faced and then just can to continue to develop and, it will be a interesting road to see how good of a player I actually can turn into be. What's next for you in terms of your travel uh, itinerary? Where are you heading over the next few weeks? Are you staying around here for a little bit? Walk us through the next little while for you. Um, it looks like right now, as because obviously it's a lot tougher me being from New Zealand to get into the states as opposed to Canadians. So we're just working on um, trying to obtain my visa. So I can get down into the States and get paid to play. So I'll be just hanging around the dogs facility, staying in shape um, over the next couple of weeks while that gets sorted. And then after that, I'll be heading down to the States. And I think initially going to their spring training facility to get all, all the medicals done and all that stuff. And then from there, I think I'll get um, shipped out to their short season team in uh, Danville, Virginia. I'm sure you're probably a little excited for that whole process, but I am curious as a final question, what does it mean to you to have been chosen in the Major League Baseball draft and to, to have been given that vote of confidence going forward? It's it's tough to put words to it. It's an amazing feeling knowing that there have been people out there that see as much in yourself as you do. So it's certainly given me a lot of confidence knowing that, hey, I am good enough and other people do think this as well. But it's, it's when you get that call, there's still not really any words to describe it. You can play it through your head as many times as you want before it happens, but nothing compares to when you actually get on the phone with the scout that just drafted you. I can only imagine. Well, Ben, we are extremely excited for you. Congratulations on getting drafted by the Braves. Thanks so much for joining us in the podcast and all the best in your travels. Awesome. Big thanks to Adam, Tanner, Thomas, and Ben for joining us on this episode. And as always, thanks to you for downloading and listening. We'll be back with another episode later on this week, so make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Podbean. Until then, thanks again for all of your support of Alberta Dugout Stories.